Today, I want to talk to a mama out there whose heart is hurting. You may have suffered a loss of some kind, whether a physical loss or possibly a loss of a dream. And since you're listening to this podcast, your dream may likely have been to become a stay-at-home mom. But it just hasn't happened yet, and you can't see a way it could ever happen. You may be feeling hopeless, let down by God, and you possibly feel like giving up. I want to speak to you today because I've been there. I know the pain of tremendous loss, and I know the pain of having to put a dream on hold. I know what it feels like to be tempted to turn your back on God because he let you down. If any of this sounds like you, then dear mama, today's podcast is for you. Hi, I'm Roz Walker, ex-corporate working mom turned stay-at-home mom boss. But it wasn't that long ago that I was crying my eyes out in the parking lot at work, having just dropped off my baby at daycare. I remember crying out to God, asking him to help me find a way to be home with my child. Now, after many failed attempts and fervent prayers, my dreams finally became a reality. I've been home with my now two kids for over 13 years, even after unexpectedly becoming a widow. I started the Mom's Roadmap Home podcast to help you create an actionable step-by-step roadmap based on biblical strategies to successfully transition from working mom to stay-at-home mom, avoiding all the pitfalls that delayed my journey. If you're a mom who is ready to take that step in faith toward the dream God has placed in your heart, you're in the right place. Come on, let's get started in creating your roadmap home. Welcome back, mamas. We're talking today about delayed dreams and how to deal with the disappointment. Our biblical strategy for this episode is coming from Luke chapter 7, verses 1 through 15. Many of you may be familiar with this story, but it may be new to some of you. So let me start at the beginning. She wasn't named in the scriptures, but is simply identified by the name of her city. The widow of Nain is what the Bible calls her. The city of Nain was a small farming village during the time Jesus was on earth. It was nestled on a mountain overlooking a beautiful, lush plain. Nain in Hebrew means lovely. In Greek, it means pleasant. Scholars suggest that the town was off the beaten path with one road leading to it. And the road was a rocky one, a steep uphill trek over rocky terrain. In order to get to Nain, which was, again, known as pleasant and lovely, they had to travel a rocky, steep road. If we read the first few verses of Luke chapter 7, we discover that Jesus had been in Capernaum the day before and had healed a woman with a bleeding problem and the centurion's servant 
and he had raised a young girl from the dead. And now we read in Luke chapter 7, verse 11. Now it happened the day after that he went into the city called Nain. So we learn that the day after Jesus healed a woman and the centurion servant and raised a young girl, Jesus went into the city of Nain along with his disciples and a large group of people. Now listen in. This sequence of events is important. Capernaum is on the northern shore of the Sea of Galilee, 600 feet below sea level. Nain is almost 30 miles southwest of Capernaum at 700 feet above sea level. So this required a difficult uphill climb to get to Nain. For the group to walk from Capernaum to Nain, from 600 feet below sea level on the northern shore to 700 feet above sea level, almost 30 miles away, it would have taken at least one to two days. In order to get to Nain, that's lovely and pleasant, the group had to travel a rocky, steep road. People were following Jesus who was leading them to a pleasant place. But in order to get there, they had to travail a rocky path. Sometimes following Jesus means being clear and excited about the destination, but having to travel down a rocky path to get there. Hey there, Mama. I want to interrupt for just a minute. I have a resource for you today that will help you along your journey to be at home full time with your kiddos. And it will allow you to begin your mission to disciple your children whether or not you're home full time. It's a free printable guide that gives you 60 fun activities to help lead your children to Christ. It's a good one. I poured my heart and soul into it, and it's ready for you to use at any time. Just head on over to roskwalker.com forward slash disciple, and it will take you right to the opt-in page to get the freebie. I think you'll love it. For some of us, the journey to our dream destination is challenging. That pleasant and lovely place that God wants to bring you, which may be home with your kiddos, that can be a difficult and exhausting journey. You have to decide that you will not give up and that you will not quit because of the rockiness of the journey. You may be tempted to give up, but if you do, you'll miss out on the wonderful blessing God has in store for you at home. So what can help you persevere? Well, let's hear the rest of the story. Remember, the group was traveling to Nain. And as they reached the gate of the city at the top of the rocky mountain climb, they were met by a funeral procession. Let's look at verse 12 of Luke chapter 7. It says, And when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the city was with her. Now, the only son of a widow had died. 
He was her only earthly support and comfort, and she was weeping as she carried her son's body out of the city of Nain, the pleasant, lovely place, to his burial place. Now, Jesus and the group had traveled almost 30 miles to get to Nain. In order to walk from Capernaum to Nain, like I said, it would have taken at least one to two days. This means that Jesus probably had to get up very early that morning or possibly even walk during the night in order to intercept the burial procession the day after. And right at the time the townspeople were carrying this widow's son out to be buried, Jesus met them. While Luke doesn't give us these details, I have to imagine that the widow had spent the night, that night before, prostrate on her dirt floor, begging the Heavenly Father to know why. Why? I say this because when I lost my first child, who was a baby, and then years later when I lost my husband, leaving me with two young children, I stretched out before God, asking him, begging him to tell me why. She probably cried rivers of tears, asking God, what was she going to do now? Now that she not only lost her husband, but her only son as well, her only financial protection, her only comfort. She was probably terrified about her financial future and the loneliness she would now face. Now, we don't know exactly what she did that night before, but we do know that, again, in order to walk from Capernaum to Nain, it would have taken at least one or two days. What we do know also is that Jesus chose to leave Capernaum to go to Nain which would have required him to either get up very early or possibly walk through the night in order to meet that widow at the gate. I have to believe that Jesus sensed this widow's sorrow long before he met her at the gate. Bible scholars suggest that it was because of this widow's sorrow that Jesus left Capernaum the day before in order to meet her at that exact moment. And Luke tells us in verse 13 of chapter 7 that when he saw her tear-stained face as she walked behind the lifeless body of her only son, Jesus felt great compassion for her. And he came beside her and he said, do not weep. Now, Jesus knew the miracle he was about to perform, but he took the time first to comfort her. God cares about our pain and our sorrows, and he takes the time to comfort us when we are hurting. Then Jesus performed a miracle that made the city of Nain more lovely and pleasant than it had ever been before. And the large group that had followed him all the way from Capernaum, as well as the mourners that were there, they were able to witness the beauty of it all. 
Verse 14 tells us that he came and touched the open coffin, and those carrying the coffin stopped walking and stood still, and the mourners stopped their wailing. And Jesus commanded, Young man, I say to you, arise. And that voice that created life in the beginning of time now pierced through the darkness of death. And that young man sat up and the Bible says he began to speak. Then Jesus presented the young man to his once sorrowful mother. I can only imagine her joy as she embraced her son, the one she thought she had lost. This same Jesus who had compassion on the widow of Nain and traveled through the night over the rocky terrain to get to her is touched with compassion by our grief, by our sadness. His heart is a heart of unchangeable tenderness and the power he showed then at the gate of Nain has not diminished over the centuries. It's still available to us today. Dear Mama, for some of us, the journey will be challenging. It may be exhausting and it may be sorrowful at times. But know that God sees your tears. He hears your fervent prayers and his heart of compassion is tender toward you. Following Jesus to your destination might mean you have to travel along a rocky, uphill road to get there. But you must determine that you will not give up on God. You must decide that you will not quit, that you will keep moving forward toward your dream step by step. Even though the road may get rocky, make the decision now to stay on the path and to keep climbing. And if your destination is to be home with your kiddos, don't give up. Stick with me. Over the upcoming podcast episodes, I will be helping you to create your personalized roadmap home. This roadmap will help make your journey home less challenging and less frustrating, and it will lead you to your pleasant and lovely place. Now, be sure to grab a copy of today's freebie to help you begin your mission now of making disciples at home. Even if you aren't home full-time yet, it will help keep you motivated. So just head on over to roskwalker.com forward slash disciple, get your free guide. And then in the next episode, the very next episode, we'll be talking about how to create a transition plan for becoming a stay-at-home mom and why you need one. This is your roadmap, mama, so you don't want to miss it. Thank you, sweet mama, for listening in today. I'm so grateful for you. If you found value in today's episode, please be sure to leave a review if you haven't already. I would love to hear your thoughts about this podcast. And please share this episode with another mom who might be looking for a step-by-step plan for leaving the workplace to come home to her kiddos. 
I'll see you on the next episode for more tips and strategies for creating your roadmap home.